You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Medical Breakthroughs from Penn Medicine with your host, Northwestern University internist, Dr. Lee Friedman. Conventional approaches to brain tumor therapy are limited by lack of efficacy and by side effects. How can proton therapy be integrated with conventional treatment for brain tumors to encourage better outcomes? Joining us to discuss treating brain tumors with proton therapy is Dr. Robert Lustig, Professor of Clinical Radiation Oncology and Director of Clinical Operations in the Department of Radiation Oncology at Penn Medicine. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Lustig. My pleasure. Well, maybe we should start very basically and talk about what is proton therapy and how is it different from conventional X-ray treatment? Well, conventional X-ray treatment uses photons or X-rays, which are a wave, They are generated from high-energy X-ray machines, and essentially they will penetrate through a person and come out on the other side. That's how a chest X-ray is obtained. Protons are particles, and because they're particles, they deposit their energy in a different manner. And with a particle beam, while the beam goes in, there is no beam coming out the other side. Mm. So it gives an excellent chance of limiting damage to normal tissue which is, I imagine, one of the main things that limits doses of conventional radiation we can use. It limits doses of conventional radiation to almost all organs, but is especially a problem in the brain since the brain is such a critical organ. What type of side effects do we typically see with conventional radiation for brain tumors? Patients undergoing treatment for brain tumors during the treatment may get headaches, occasionally nausea or vomiting, and fatigue. Following radiation to the brain in the short term, there is additional fatigue, short-term memory problems, and just kind of a general malaise. Long-term complications run the risk to permanent neurocognitive effects, as well as the risk of radiation necrosis, which is damage or swelling of normal tissue. Mm, Which, of course, inside the skull can lead to disastrous complications, I would think. Can lead to many problems, often requiring either long-term steroids or other medications or even repeat surgery. And is there some data that shows that proton therapy does let us avoid some of these side effects? There's no good long-term data as far as the neurocognitive side effects. And that's one of the things we hope to accomplish over the next few years, investigating proton treatment to the brain. There are certainly some studies for skull-based tumors where the use of protons by escalating the dose has led to an increased survival. And is this a therapy that currently is a, a standalone or does it combine well with conventional radiotherapy or chemotherapy? Most of the tumors that have been treated to date have been with protons alone. Hmm. It certainly can be combined with other types of treatment. That's another area for research, combining it with systemic chemotherapy. Are all brain tumors candidates for this type of therapy? Or are there particular types that seem to be most amenable? All brain tumors appear to be candidates for this treatment. The most amenable are probably the lower-grade tumors, which have a relatively good prognosis, and by using protons, we hope to really decrease the long-term side effect. There have only been a few studies looking at the high-grade tumors, and there's certainly a lot more work to be done in that area. Can you say anything about the efficacy in those higher-grade tumors compared to conventional therapy? Well, when you go to very high doses in the brain, you run the risk of radiation necrosis or dead tissue. The current standard of treating high-grade tumors is with conventional photon radiation and chemotherapy. No one has really looked yet at use of protons with this chemotherapy. It's certainly possible that this combination 
may lead to better control of these very aggressive tumors. Do we typically use this for tumors that are not surgically accessible, or is it post-surgical therapy as well? Actually, both, but currently the biggest use are in the surgically unaccessible tumors, either because they are either within a critical organ or adjacent to a critical organ where the tumor simply cannot be excised, and the dose of standard radiation is limited by the type of conventional treatment we have. Is this type of therapy something that is available only at particular centers, or is this something that's more widespread? Well, currently, proton beams are only operational at five places uh, in the country. There will be two further units opening this year with additional units planned over the next two to three years. So it is quite limited, and most places have a waiting list. And are there particular patients that we should be looking to in our practice to refer to one of these centers for proton therapy? I think the patients who will gain the most are those with skull-based tumors, such as chordomas and chondrosarcomas, patients with pituitary tumors and low-grade gliomas, all of whom have a rather good life expectancy where we really hope that decreasing the side effects will have a lot of long-range benefit. And I've thought about treatment for something like a meningioma in somebody who may not be a good surgical candidate medically. Is there any data on something like that? There is some data on that, and certainly the protons seem to be quite effective. Low-grade meningiomas obviously are treated initially with surgery and are only treated with radiation if they recur or incompletely excised. The higher-grade meningiomas, grade 2 and grade 3, which are more aggressive, would definitely benefit from proton therapy because we can give those high doses and avoid normal structures. Can you tell us a little bit about the logistics of this from the patient standpoint? What do they feel? How long are the treatments, etc.? Actually, proton therapy is very similar to standard radiation. The treatment planning requires that the patient be placed in the supine position. An acrylic mask is constructed to hold the head in place. We then obtain a CT scan followed immediately by an MRI to localize the tumors. After a week or so of our treatment planning process, patients are then taken to a setup room to make sure that everything lines up, and then they start their proton treatment. The time in the proton room is very, very similar. It's about 20 minutes per treatment. The patient will feel nothing from the treatment, will have the mask taken off, get up, walk out of the room, and go about their business. So very similar both in the actual process and in the time required for therapy. Are there any local side effects to this in terms of the scalp, the skull? At the entrance site where the beam enters, there may be some hair loss and some skin erythema, but other than that, there should not be any other side effects. What type of regimens are we talking about? Are it several treatments a week for several weeks? Or? It is still the standard radiation fractionation, which is five treatments per week, Monday through Friday, for between five and six and a half weeks. The time factor is identical. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Medical Breakthroughs from Penn Medicine on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Friedman, and with me to discuss treating brain tumors with proton therapy is Dr. Robert Lustig, Professor of Clinical Radiation Oncology and Director of Clinical Operations in the Department of Radiation Oncology at Penn Medicine. Dr. Lustig, in terms of further development and research, is this something that there is funding for from pharmaceutical companies, or is it more limited in terms of taking the next steps? It's certainly more limited in taking the next steps. Pharmaceutical companies really don't have any particular benefit from radiation therapy. 
But there are advances in proton beam that are coming that will make it even more effective. Basically, we will have something called scanning beams, similar to what you saw on the old cathode ray tubes that we can control with magnets that will actually be even more precise than the current beams in depositing the dose where we want it, as well as avoiding the dose where we don't want it. Hopefully increasing efficacy and minimizing any side Absolutely effects. Absolutely correct, yes. And is the equipment to generate this type of beam, or particle, I should say, very expensive and, and cumbersome? Is that why we have just five centers? That's why we have it right now. It is both expensive and cumbersome. There are a number of groups in the country looking at smaller, more compact units that also would be somewhat cheaper. Right now, they're just in the prototype stage, and they're not functioning to date. These current ones are what we are referred to as big steel, mm-hmm. and they also have a lot of concrete around them. And while we won't be able to avoid the concrete in some of the newer adaptations, we certainly should be able to miniaturize some of the space that's needed. So at this point, we're talking about whole buildings or rooms that are dedicated to this type of therapy? Yes. We're talking at least one room just to hold the cyclotron and then anywhere from one to five rooms for gantries or the rooms for the patient treatments. The newest module that is being developed is a single room that basically would include all the equipment necessary for proton beam treatment. As we look ahead, in addition to developments with the equipment, do you see further refining of the techniques that we're using now with proton therapy? I think that's obvious. Since there are only five places in the country actually doing it now, the time for research is relatively limited. Mm -hmm. I think as there are more facilities become available, more academic centers are able to spend time refining the techniques, that the advantages uh, will continue to accumulate. Dr. Leslie, the doctors who are doing this research basically are radiation oncologists or are there other specialties that bring their expertise to bear as we develop this? Right now, it's mostly radiation oncologists and, of course, the physicists who have done most of the research work as far as exploring the potential of the beam. So it's a combination of both. Are there other particles that have been looked at in terms of being able to also deliver some knockout blows to abnormal tissue and spare surrounding normal tissue? There are in Europe and in the Far East uh, carbon ion beams, which are heavy particles. The advantage of these is that their density increases the ionization and increases the amount of tumor killing for the same physical dose of radiation. To date, there are no centers like this operational in the United States. And do you think that's cost prohibitive? Is that why? At this time, it is very cost prohibitive, yes. And I would think, and point out, please, the fallacy in my thinking, that if this therapy is shown to be just as efficacious, but really avoid some of the side effects, that there should be additional funding and additional energy expended in developing these type of therapies. Well, all of us who are interested in particle radiation would hope that there would be additional funding. I think certainly one of the big responsibilities of everyone involved in proton therapy will be to identify those patients and tumors that benefit the most from this type of treatment, since it is quite expensive. And outside of the central nervous system, are there other particular areas where we might see proton therapy coming into greater use? At this time, the most data exists for prostate therapy. There have been thousands of men treated with prostate cancer using a proton beam. A lot of research is interested in looking at chest tumors and thoracic tumors combined with chemotherapy. And 
the biggest probably benefit overall is definitely going to be in pediatric tumors. Growing tissue is much more sensitive to radiation than fully grown tissue, so that basically our feeling is that all pediatric solid tumors will benefit from proton therapy, both in improving uh, cure and certainly in significantly reducing the side effects of uh, radiation therapy. As the rapidly developing surrounding tissues are, are also more radiosensitive and slowly growing tissue? Absolutely. And certainly the brain of a child is exquisitely sensitive to radiation. So anytime we can spare functioning brain tissue in a child, it's a great advantage. Mm. And any words of advice for the primary care doctors practicing around the country in terms of, again, particular patients that might be candidates to be referred either to Penn or one of the other centers? I think for right now, the area that is most important are things like skull-based tumors that are unresectable, where we know a higher dose of radiation certainly makes a difference. I think unresectable uh, low-grade brain tumors, meningiomas, astrocytomas, where patients should have a very long lifespan, will be the ones that can benefit from this treatment. Are there any contraindications to this type of therapy? A patient with that type of tumor you described who would not really be a good candidate? There is no contraindication for proton therapy per se. The contraindications would be similar to any other type of radiation, overall medical condition, history of prior radiation may make treatment difficult, but there's no specific eligibility criteria for protons that would make someone not acceptable. And it sounds like from my viewpoint as an internist where I'm seeing heart failure and diabetes and the like, it certainly seems to be a very well-tolerated type of therapy. The proton radiation, because of the lower dose to normal tissue, is even better tolerated than standard radiation. Certainly there are areas such as in the pharynx, esophagus, and the gastrointestinal system where standard radiation has some significant acute side effects. And we hope to explore those areas to be able to decrease side effect treatment using proton therapy for those types of tumors also. Well, I very much want to thank Dr. Robert Lustig from Penn Medicine, who has been our guest on Medical Breakthroughs from Penn Medicine. He's outlined for us an exciting new type of therapy, concentrating mostly on its effects in brain tumors, and that is proton therapy, a therapy that hopefully will have equal, if not better, efficacy for tumors with less damage to surrounding tissue and therefore fewer side effects. The treatment regimens tend to be just as well tolerated as conventional radiation therapies, and we look for further developments down the road with this type of therapy for brain tumors and certainly for other tumors as well. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Medical Breakthroughs from Penn Medicine on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. To download this program or access ReachMD on demand, please visit us at ReachMD.com. Thank you for listening.